and welcome to Hellcast. I am Reaper. And I'm apparently alone because uh, Eddie Satan is somewhere. Maybe he's uh, stroking Papa Emeritus or something. You know, he's a really big ghost fan. You know, the first time I heard that new album, I totally heard, like, that one song, His Body and Blood, and I was like, I could totally see, like, Eddie, like, dancing around, like, his fucking underwear or singing in the shower, like, just totally thinking of Papa Emeritus. I don't know. I oh, just... hey, man, what's up? Oh, hey! <laughs> Whoa! What, what's what's up with all this? Just just figured that's where you were. Uh, well, no, <laughs> where were you? Well, I actually, you know, I sometimes gotta watch what I eat, because, you know, it'll, like, Screw with my guts. I've had a couple surgeries on my plumbing down there, which is probably way too much. Whoa, on your nuts? But, uh, you know, whenever I'm in there taking a shit, what I like to do oh, is I like to, or as, you know, the six-year-old say, fluffing or pooping or oh, right. farting or shitting. Well, we got it say. the first time. I was just right, saying right. it's a little too much information, but great. Right. So I've I got, guess. I've, I have my on the, the shitter or on the commode reading Codex Obscurum, and it's whether I want to read about... Hookers, Incantation, <laughs> Maryland Death Fest, bands I don't give a shit about. Cleveland bands are even in here. Ringworm, Slayer, they talk about Jeff Haneman. Who hasn't talked about Jeff Haneman lately? Is your, boy, are- is your boyfriend Papa Emeritus in there? Excuse me? It says your boyfriend and Papa What did Emeritus. I miss when I was gone? No, he's not my boyfriend. <laughs> Although it I would like, like him to be. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. If know. you're out there, Papa... So this is Obscurum um, Rectum? What is this? It's called... Obs- no, that's what you wish it was. <laughs> Codex... Codex... I don't know. Obs- I don't know what the shitter thing has to do with anything. Codex Obscurum. I had to go to the bathroom, so oh, I'm reading magazine. This. Yeah, and there's even stuff on bands that I don't really care to read about, but some of you out there may want to. Uh, and then there's even, like, articles on cheap-ass role-playing games you should track down seriously, which I can't because I would never get anything accomplished playing that. And there's this little section at the end, lest you be judged, which... Seems like it's pretty cool. Cool. It's so cool where can lot. where can one find this zine? Facebook.com slash codex obscurum zine. It's C O D E X O B S C U R U M C I N E. Z I N E. Z I N E. That's what I said. Uh, it's not like a C. Z Zine. Obs- codex Obscurum Zine on Facebook or CodexObscurum at gmail.com. It's like really cool. Hit them uh, up and get your copy. Uh, we got a great show because uh, Para Carlson from Nominon, Destroyer 666, briefly in Niflheim, in Die Hard, in many fucking Stop Eating Eddie, <laughs> in many bands, uh, he'll be on the show. And, you know, I was thinking about it. And, you know, just coming up with show questions and the thing that came to mind, just thinking about it, I, I just couldn't help get this image out. It has nothing to do with Nominon or, or anything, but when we were on tour with them, Nunslaughter, that is, when I was in Nunslaughter back in 2007, we went did a Scandinavian tour and we started out in Finland and, you know, we, we caught up with Nominon, I think the second, no, no, right off the bat, so first show, the second night. We're totally there. We play with this band called Neutron Hammer. Pretty good band. So I'm, you know, sitting there backstage after the show, after their show, mind you, and talking to the guitar player singer. I think he's actually just a singer. Talking to him, you know, just shooting the shit. I'm just like, you know, man, it's really cool about your band and stuff. And you know how you always hear about, like, Scandinavians and stuff, like they're standoffish and they're not very talkative and whatnot. 
Eddie Satan? Yes, I, I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I was like staring out the window. There was a squirrel. <laughs> ADD. I was completely distracted. But I'm, so I'm totally just shooting the shit with this dude. Nice as hell. It's like, man, they're not very standoffish at all. You know, sitting there backstage talking. They just play the show. He's all sweaty. He's just, you know, wiping his head. Just, so, yeah, that, well, that's, that's very cool, man. You know, and, uh, you know, it's really hot up there. And so it's like, no, no, that's cool, man. But, you know, I'm really happy to be in Finland. And, holy shit, I didn't need that image. Fucking dude, just totally talking. <laughs> just fucking just in the middle of the conversations, doesn't even miss a beat. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Zip, whoosh. Drops his drawers and just like I didn't need a finished dong shot. I'm not that happy. To be oh, here. it was a complete full frontal. It was <laughs> dude. He just drawers. drops his drawers. It's like man, maybe I'm the I'm, I think I'm the prude American here or what? But I don't want to be fucking. <laughs> At that point, it would have been cool if you said, "What a dick." <laughs> <laughs> but then, but it's fucking funny because that dude had the best sales pitch ever, and uh, for his dong. <laughs> hey, you know, if hey, you Reaper, get on your knee, if you come over here. <laughs> hey, this is Reaper, the best salty cock you'll ever taste. <laughs> this is the best finished cock in all. Or if you looked at you and said, <laughs> "So tell me, Reaper, have you ever sucked a dick as big as mine?" You tell your mom you sucked dick. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to Finland? Have you ever seen a grown finished man naked? <laughs> have you ever sucked a finished cock? <laughs> well, today you're going to do all of those. <laughs> Speaking of which, you owe you play your yeah. cards right. No, but anyway. So I'm sitting there. Just, you know, thanks for coming to the show, man. Hey, hey, hey! You want you want a, a seven inch? I was like, yeah, oh, sweet. <laughs> well, that's why he dropped his drawers. <laughs> this is before he dropped his drawers. That's very impressive. I mean, if he's flaccid, seven he doesn't inches. know what seven inches is. <laughs> well, they're they're smarter over there. They can they, interpret. They over here, know. us in meters and decimals. <laughs> right, you're making my story right. go awry. Before he dropped his drawers, I'm making your story go awry. You're talking about some guy whipping his pecker out. He did, in front dude. Just fucking just dropped his drawers. In front of us. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Did you go like this? I turned my dude. I looked away. I was just like, whoa. I was like, yeah. It's a, you know, Finland's very. Very nice. Liberal. And um, <laughs> I was talking about the country, not the dick. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just very, it was very awkward, let's just say. Is, is Finn uh, <laughs> penis in Finnish? So anyway, though, before he, before he dropped the Do you know what I found out Sparrow means, by the way, in Italian? Come. So no. whenever you eat Sparrow pizza, <laughs> you're eating to come. <laughs> All right. But so anyway, the fucking, before he dropped his drawers, it's <laughs> coming on his band. He's like, it was, you know, glad you like my band, man. You know, very, like, we like non-slaughter, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I don't give a fuck. But <laughs> so, so you want a seven inch? He's like, fuck yeah, man. Like, I'll take a seven inch. Cool. Here you go, man. That'll be six fifty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a total. That's so I'm like, what do you do right at that right point? There. It's like in your hand and you're like, yeah, yeah, I want it. You're like, uh, uh you don't give it back. I mean, I guess you're good, but <laughs> no, here you go. Go fuck yourself. Why six fifty and not seven or six? I don't know. It was a sort of like Kel Headbanger, six sixty six, three thirty three. Well, I think that's tax purposes. But oh. that, yeah, so that has nothing to do with Nominon or anything other than they were on the tour with us. <laughs> what was the name of the band again? Neutron Hammer. Neutron. Well, he showed you his Neutron Hammer. Yeah, I, I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. You're right. the one blowing Papa. God damn it. That's right. <laughs> If, if only he were so lucky. All right. Anyway, so we've gotten a lot of uh, emails, or at least I have. I think Ripper's. <laughs> Ripper. Ripper. Ripper is too much. Sebastian's of, back. That's right. <laughs> Ripper is too much of a dick to get emails, but. I, uh, I get plenty of emails, motherfucker. I'm the host of this goddamn show. Yeah, you're right. I'm Wait, okay. I wouldn't want to cut you off. Yeah, let me talk. So I get emails. Sometimes they're very long, detailed, and sometimes they're very short. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder point. if Eddie like gets to a chatting phase with our fans. Or with my 
Well, yeah. Actually, there's there's some people. If if you can find me on Facebook, like uh, our friend from Finland, oddly enough, Yuho, which I, I we we'll get to hit is something he sent me, and it wasn't Yuho that dropped his drawers. No, it was, mine, I'm sure it wasn't. I, yes, I think I did meet Yuho though. Hi, Yuho. But we got a we got a fan, Tyler, who sends me this message that says, "I'm in school." Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Hey. I'm in school, and there's a chick across from me wearing a Bring the Horizon shirt. I'm trying not to cry. What's that? I have no idea. I guess it's some shitty band. So I told him. Oh, I think we made fun of that. Bring I think me, so. I think it's Bring Me the Horizon, though, Something isn't it? Like that. I think it's I Wrestle the Bear once. It's all the same. It's probably the same band. But I told him. I said, go talk to that. her. That, that's a good end, because you can be like, you like metal? That's not metal. <laughs> yeah, but then you got some stuck-up bitch that... But well, no, I like Bring Me the Horizon because That's she would right. talk like that, you know. Obviously, probably. <laughs> what else we, we got there, sir? We also get a lot of people sending what the fuck stuff, and we appreciate that. But sometimes that gets a little uh, just repetitive. Uh, God damn it! Yeah, yeah, and it's not repetitive. You guys sending us the what the fuck stuff. It's like us no, it's, playing it. We actually get a kick out of watching that shit because it is. This would make a good what the fuck. But I don't know. <laughs> maybe you guys send in all this stuff. Maybe you guys want more. So let us know if you want more what the fuck or if it bores you to death, right? Yeah, that that one dude uh, sent in whatever the hell uh, the last time or the time before that. That one dude sent us a pretty remember like we went like it was like yeah it wasn't that horrible but it was definitely a what the fuck you know right, it wasn't right. metal or something or oh yeah yeah fuck fuck shit or something the band was called I don't remember or my my dick is my dick is shit okay yeah yeah my dick is shit or something like that dude I think we mentioned it on the show before too I, I don't sometimes I don't fucking remember I, shit. it's hard for us <laughs> to keep up with that shit yeah right. yeah. Well, I have a fan message from a new listener. I just got this here a few minutes ago. Brad, salutes to you, Brad. Thank you for listening to the show. My name is Brad. I'm a huge fan of the Hellcast podcast. You and Eddie Satan make me laugh, and your interviews are top-notch. Listening to the podcast, I've started to listen to some of the fucking awesome bands on your show. Keep up the great work and take care. Well, thank you very much, Brad. That means a lot because there's a lot of effort that goes into this fucking show, whether you believe it or not. Right. So this <laughs> is from Charlie or Chuck. Chuck! And it what says, the fuck? What the fuck, Chuck? <laughs> oh, I, oh says, that wasn't that was really said what he said? Or? No, no, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, that's, okay. that's yeah, yeah. So it says, hey, I enjoyed the last show. I still think, think some of the music on the show is just as bad as the music on what the fuck. So it makes the show sort of contradictory. Whatever that goddamn stoner throwback heavy metal shit there seems to be gowns of, no one listens to that shit no matter how cool they are in their scene, parentheses, for a summer. There was a really gay, wimpy, thrash punk song played after the ripping on Creator that was worse than anything you played by Creator. Have a listen for yourself. That is some of the pussiest, gayest vocals I've heard in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and Creator is a fucking joke, but Sodom are the least gay of the German originators. The new album isn't bad at all, and some shit sucks, but it's way better. Okay. All right, hold on a said, second, though. To comment on the music part, yes, is all, all I can say, unfortunately, is I agree, I know, and, and sorry you, and you don't, I en- had the sorry you don't enjoy it all. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we, I guess we play the stuff we play, because there are people out there that may like that stuff. Right. And... But as Chuck but, said, that it, it, I mean, just even us explaining, it's pretty contradictory. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <'Cause right>. Clearly, there's <laughs> why Russell Dabair wants fans, too. But No, all right. So, all right. So, he's got some other grapes. I didn't but, mean to interrupt your email there, Chuck. 
First off, no good metal from the South, question mark. Let me correct you that HHR, Hell's Headbangers Records, mm-hmm. is a place where many go to buy some of the best death metal coming from the South right now, like Imprecation, Blasphorian, Grave Ritual, Vesalith, Ectovoid, Decrepitath, Living Decay, Birth AD, and so But who on. said there wasn't anything good in the South? I guess we've said that in a... Like when we talked about I Wrestled a Bear. So HH Records moves a lot of shit of death metal, period. Play some fucking death metal. I really think... In we this- do! <laughs> what are you talking about? All right. Here it comes. Sit down, Reaper. I really think Reaper is a bit of a tool. He doesn't understand that the best radio slash podcast shows have a natural conversational flow, which will go outside of the borders of the main discussion from the time to time, so he constantly cuts people off. Yeah, but there's not a fucking show that always has Eddie Satan on it. I'm sorry, did I interrupt Chuck's message? Not at all. So he constantly cuts people off to explain that they're getting off track. Because you're it's fucking got- saying stupid shit that's well, fucking fucking with well, me. Well, I'm fucking so reading this fucking email. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Chuck. It is kind of fucking annoying to listen to. What do you but- mean it's annoying, Chuck? I mean, you don't ever get fucking interrupted. Well, anyway, so... <laughs> I also don't like the way the voices are mixed because it's. Why like do you say that? It's how do you know they're being mixed? I mean, what are we mixing a record now? It's just a fucking show. We're just talking. It's a mono, goddammit. Hey, Chuck, why don't you get the fuck down here and produce the show? Well, I gotta swallow my <laughs> macaroni. Hey, don't fucking interrupt me. I gotta swallow my macaroni <laughs> You're and cheese. You're swallowing your cum. So, right from Papa. I also don't like the way the voices are mixed because it sounds like everyone is eating while they're talking. Nobody's eating here while we're talking. No, we're just sucking each other off. We're, right. You like that shot? <laughs> oh, Eddie. Oh, cr- Reaper. Ah. <laughs> Reaper. Oh, oh every- Eddie Satan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Papa, this is Eddie. Pass that. I laugh a lot during the show, and I like it a lot. I think you need to- What do you mean you laugh a lot? It sounds like you got a lot of bitching to do. <laughs> I think you need to interact with face with listener feedback. We do, but Where are you, Chuck? I've never seen your fucking response. With I'm sorry. Am I interrupting? Absolutely. <laughs> One great podcast about cult movies called Junk Food. I think I interrupted. Hey, anyway, right. I, well, I, would, I wanted to say something real quick, though. Uh, the, the, the chewing thing, as funny as it was, dude, that is actually not a mixing thing. That is a compression, compression thing. And I'm glad you said something because I'm always trying to be wary of that because I've noticed that in just like standard FM radio. There's like a fucking hate when it sounds like they're eating a goddamn granola bar while they're talking. It's just compression. It's shit you don't even hear why someone's normally talking. It brings up the high ends. Yeah. Well, seriously. What's going on? I got these s'mores over here. By so the that's fires good. of hell. Well, this guy Chuck's actually really cool. He so oh. I responded to him. Doesn't sound and, cool. And it to took me. a while. And for everybody out there whose emails, it took me a while to get back to. And if I haven't yet, I was moving. And tomorrow is finally the last day of the move. And then, um, but he he says thanks. I feel like a dick in the last email. He quit his job and his band. Oh shit! Rich. He's he's got a band <laughs> called Ritual Decay, and they're playing. They suck. Um, <laughs> Except for Chuck. <laughs> Chuck sucks. <laughs> Only because he said you're a that tool. That opinionated tool. <laughs> like, right. I talked to Chuck. He's, Chuck's a cool kid. Guy, he, I don't know how old he is, but he's, I'm sure he's younger Chuck's than I Chuck's a great woman. I mean, uh, you know. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sticking him, boy. Let's fuck with Chuck. <laughs> Chuck's going to like send a fucking. I'm sure Chuck's laughing. He's probably got a fucking sense of humor. I, I, I'm but, sure you know. he does. But I thought you said Chuck had a problem. He said I was ignoring him or some shit. Then oh, I, I said and then, that? And then, oh, yeah, because like, yeah, I sent Reaper a link to my band on your band, my band camp page. I said, well, that's why I didn't get a fucking response, because don't give me goddamn links. Give me 
Give me songs. I need to download that right, shit. We specifically Dude, said, Chuck, what the fuck? Yeah, Chuck, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> Chuck, what the fuck you doing, man? Maybe, yeah, no, any, anyone submitting shit. Maybe we shit, should interview Chuck. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, anyone submitting stuff, don't send links. Bandcamp, YouTube, but don't 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 send me about? fucking links, dude. Just send me downloadable files. Because six months later, when we finally play the song, I ain't gonna remember, dude. I can't. I I we download the shit and then we play it later on, and we have the links. It's it's in a file. Like, don't send links. Anyway, so Nick one time replies to me. This is kind of funny. I, I guess I was writing a lot of caps in his reply. He says, "Stop shouting! It's an email. I can hear you just fine." What, Nick? <laughs> blah blah blah. So his reply down the line actually made me laugh because he says personally wait i'm personally a brunette man myself dark <laughs> hair knee highs ponytail uh wait what's going on sorry i got sidetracked anyway hey, nick what's your number we nick and i had this conversation back it sounds like you had more than a conversation about reba <laughs> mcintyre and I, I told him dude there was something about her when i was younger i totally that country playing twanger didn't know who the hell she was until someone on Facebook told me it was uh, the Tremors lady. Right. And I was like, oh, that's her. Okay. But that's like, her. Anyway. What do you see in that? I, nothing anymore. But back, I, dude, I had this like redhead fetish for a long time. Oh, all right. I weird. just see a lady with a freaking, the elephant gun. Yeah, and very annoying. Yeah, just burr, total burr. redhead. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. See, there's nothing good in the South, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> Reba McIntyre and Chuck are like best buddies. <laughs> oh, that's oh, great. Oh, shit. Where were we? Oh, hey, Kevin, Grey Worm Kevin uh, sent this link. Um, <clears throat> search on eBay, L-I-C-H, Lich King, 8-Bit Super Retro Thrash CD 2011, Storm Spell Records Limited Edition. Apparently, there's some thrash... 8-bit on a CD you can buy. One last. Actually, this wasn't even an email. All right. So um, so on the Facebook Holy shit. Page, there's an award for Eddie. An award for taking over a month to move the smallest amount of goods <laughs> into the biggest of houses. Eddie, congratulations. Eddie has bought a home one month ago and yet to move in. <laughs> Tomorrow's the day. Well, Tomorrow- I got... <laughs> I've heard many excuses. I've been completely. The, the truth be told. Oh, one what's of the our truth. N- one of our new <laughs> listeners. Oh, my current neighbor that I've known for a while moved in across the way. Wow, what's his name? <laughs> Johnny. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Yuho from Finland. <laughs> uh, he found me on Facebook, and we were chatting one day. And I guess some people on the Facebook page told me one thing because I was ripping on myself somewhat saying, dude, it sounds like I might be a hipster with messed up hair and skate shoes or whatever the I fuck. I saw that. Right. And so and I was like, so dude, Eddie, you got that much. You're not that fucking self-confident or, or something. But so, because I saw what the fuck it is. Well, yeah, Yuho sent us a video, and unfortunately, you guys can't see this. And uh, he actually sent it to me. We were chatting back and forth one day on so the So set this up then, Facebook. Eddie. Liturgy interview at Scion Rock Fest 2010. Look it up on YouTube. Play some of it, because... Maybe they do sound like hipsters. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, wait, wait. Let's not interrupt the liturgy. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. We don't play, like, grim music, and we don't, like, wear corpse paint. Pussy. That's my bra. I'm kind of, like, sickened by, like, 
sort of rev- I can't watch this, Eddie. That 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 dude's voice is really annoying. You know what? I'm sick and by. No, he plays talk when they have so much to say. They have to talk in the back of the throat. You want to hit? You want to hit this, bro? No, man. I'm just. Yeah, I have so much important. Dude, them. play it some more because this guy like has a. Th- All right. Can I make one more? Oh, I'm sorry. I did we not. Mean have, uh, it. Watch who's talking when. Are you done talking? <laughs> play this some more because these guys are. It, it's fucking. You gotta, guys. Look this up. Liturgy interview at Scion Rock Fest 2010. Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. Okay, now you that you're speak. done. Okay, thank you. There, thank you very much. Now, this liturgy band, that dude had that fucking the guitar he had. It didn't have the headstock on it. That is, I hate those fucking guitars. Don't you? I do, except for my little travel one that I go to work. Well, with. no, I mean like, but, don't play them live. No, it's like fucking no. wearing basketball shorts live. Like you just you can't like, do that. Well, because it's fucking hot up there. He's like, dude, you're putting on a show. Like, get a fucking better guitar. Get a better attire. Don't drop your drawers in front of dudes. Like, just it's common <laughs> sense. Like, don't do it. Don't interrupt people when they're fucking talking. Even though if well, you, you are, know it. Okay, you got it. I, I go yeah, you. All right, this joke is getting a little. Dirty. <laughs> Sorry. All right, let's let's hear what this. Why are we watching this again? Uh, well, because Yuho sent me this to say that's what hipsters. I'm definitely nowhere near as cool as these guys. But oh, okay. So, but then as I watched it, I I mean I'm emailing this guy or messaging back, telling him God, I want to rip this guy's throat out. This uh, listen to the words this guy uses. All right, this is Bernard Gann, guitarist of Liturgy. And like negativity, I think we're all optimists. Yeah, I mean I I think I agree that. Uh, there is a fundamental like substratum of chaos um, that that like is like very destructive, and that it's also a creative force. And and yeah, I, I think that the only way to uh, what's the guy looking like, Adam? Like he wants to blow him. Void and the flux of chaos is to affirm it. What, what what did he just say? I, I, ex- what is he even talking about? Exactly. Yeah, I do encourage people to put this in there. This liturgy video. You gotta watch it, and you gotta watch. I it just want to slap him. It's. I watched it all the way through. Dude, oh, I'm, I'm so 52 awful. seconds in, and I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Sorry. But the, <laughs> I, I mean, thought that's that just, joke was getting old. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking annoying. And he's like smiling. He's like, like, dude, he's like looking at the ground. And he's like smiling. And I'm going to lean back with my legs crossed. And, yeah, like what the flux of chaos is this and that. Like, what the fuck are you, you know, talking I, about, I, I, dude? Exalt his name, Luciferian death metal emerging from the wound of Hecate. Nexul unleashes their debut demo, Nexulzifer, for all left-hand followers and Luciferian death worshippers, pressed on cassette and 7-inch and features members of Helvetron. The 7-inch comes with a gatefold insert and is pressed on traditional black vinyl and blue vinyl with black splatter. Digital downloads and t-shirts also available on Hell's Headbangers. Get the fucking thing now. Here's Negzul with Negzulcifer.
Shout Canada because underground music is under attack. Uh, the spaghetti soup is fucking great. <laughs> sounds very. Hand me some of the macaroni and cheese and lobster mash up. Oh, I better stop eating. I'm going to piss Chuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chuck. That was funny. Uh, it's a serious thing, actually. Uh, the, the Canadian federal government announced changes to their temporary foreign workers program that will essentially kibosh small to mid-size American bands coming to a Canada. The changes were made to the entire foreign workers program for a variety of reasons. However, artists that plan on playing any coffee houses, bars, restaurants, etc. have no exemptions. And this is just another attempt, and we don't obviously live in Canada, but this is just kind of some bullshit that they're trying to pass basically to really get rid of underground music and for what purpose realistically how I mean is like what how big of a threat or how much money are these bands really making that are taken away from the canadian yeah, i'd have to read as to why but so all foreign workers so like even like transportation and stuff like that people come in and they turn yeah. around and leave yeah yes. well this is more so presented for a music thing uh, a friend and listener has sent me this article so thank you for that uh, what it was described to me is they want to make Canadian bands more accessible so they can have more of a chance to play whether, rather than foreign or, as the article said, American bands. And it's just kind of like, well, if your shit sucks, yeah, supply <laughs> and demand. it sucks. I mean, what, is everyone just going to sit around and listen to Fertile Majesty all day and, that, and that's going to be it? That would be all right. I mean, that would be pretty sweet. I would do that too, but I mean, or not Shellify, but yeah, exactly. It's another thing. It's just, it's just more bullshit, man, because what is that going to really even do to help? Like, like I said, you know, if there's demand for things that are non-Canadian, it's not like it's like a food or a product that's just like, well, hey, you know, you make paper, so can we, and we can make it just as good, if not better. It's just like, well, it's art. I mean, Michael Jackson's Michael Jackson. He ain't going to fucking replicate him Canadian style, you know? He's not going to be fucking up there going, hey, you right. know, <laughs> it's it's just going to, ha- it's how it is. It's fucking art. So it's like, if there's a demand for it, like, why are you depriving why people you of their pleasure yeah. and shit? Like, and yeah, and like, it's taken away money. Like, really? Like, what is some jackass? Like, in my touring experience of Canada, you know, you always hear these stories of how hard it is to get over the Canadian border. And maybe I shouldn't be admitting this to a publicly available worldwide uh, web show. <laughs> but I just fucking, we just loaded up the car and just drove over the border. Like, what are you doing here? Oh, I've seen some friends. Well, and that's, that's, that's <laughs> why you wonder what, like, politically is going on. Like, <clears throat> again, not, not to sound politically here, a lot of people over here gripe about how free or not free we are. And, and I even say, like, well, I, if you want to see free country, go to Finland, go to Sweden or whatever. That's but uh, it, it's it, And it's all bullshit. It's all politics. But it's like, regardless of what band is playing, this is talking strictly politically. Yeah. They're generating revenue because there's people inside the bar buying beers, right. which I'm sure is being taxed. On and on and on. Who gives a fuck where they're from? Are they concerned about selling the T-shirts under the table, so to speak? And they're yeah, not getting because their, they're they're coming in here. They're missing their. They're coming in. Five dollars they're going to get for it. Yes, because there's a foreign band coming into their country, taking away their currency. I well, mean, there's only they're only coming in there if they masturbate or have groupies, but or maybe they don't want that. But I mean, that's the thing. It's just kind of fucking ridiculous. And to and to embark upon your statement there because I've heard that zillions of times too how yeah you know fuck this country you know you're more you're more free in other places that aren't supposedly free and shit it's just like people mention Canada all the time and it's, it's like, like ah, dude, we've all some, got our fucked up things man there's some more there's just small shit throughout my travels 
that I've that I've just noticed that you just take for granted. You don't even fucking notice that you don't have to put up with here. Just get your fucking mail. Every other country gets highly taxed for. It. Always will claim like low customs values and shit because they get taxed. Germany's worse. I mean, they're the worst for that shit. Yeah, they get taxed. Like you just buy one fucking CD, they get taxed for. It. United States, man, you get a fucking refrigerator delivered to you from Sweden. You ain't paying shit. And, and it's <laughs> funny, like you, you bought it, it shows up at your door. Have a nice day. You don't even see the mailman, you know? Because I travel a lot too, because that's my job. But um, my other one, but you know, you I come back. <laughs> you know, occasionally they pull us out. They ask a lot of stupid questions here. But like, you go down to Mexico, for example, and man, they're digging through your stuff, yeah. asking, "Do you have tobacco? Do you have this? Do you have that?" And it's like, "No, I don't smoke." And they relentlessly go through your stuff. And it's like, all right, if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. And they got their rubber gloves on, but you're like, ah, oh, they just touch some other dude's stuff. And yeah, and that's it's, the thing. I mean, customs will be customs. I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> customs will be customs. But and, and I'm not slapping on my fucking you know uh, Uncle Sam hat here and going America's so fucking great. But I'm just saying, yeah, I, it just it, it perturbs me that people like I, I that that remark is stupid because there is shit. You're just like I, I don't know. Home is gonna seem lame, dull, or shitty to anyone, whether you be because it's what anywhere. you're used to. Yeah, it's what you're and used you go, to. It, it's it's just like the first time I went to Hawaii, I was like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. Don Don of the Dead, Nunslaughter Don. He and I have had this conversation. So you go to the beach for the first time ah oh, this is the best beach Hawaii has and oh I'm so awesome you go back again it's not as cool because it's not your first time yeah and over t- like if you live there over time you, you become desensitized to it yeah and that's maybe course. what what's going on now and to put this to a wrap I mean there's definitely some stupid to a rap- shit uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> There's definitely stupid <laughs> shit that happens in the states that you know, we, we have to put up with government wise and all that crap. But there's definitely just small stupid. Sh- I mean, fuck, just go right over the border in Canada, man. Do you're in Toronto? You're, if you're gonna try to even buy a goddamn Budweiser, you're paying at least fucking eight dollars for that goddamn thing. And it's not because you're in Toronto; it's because you're in the fucking the province. The whole most of the fucking country is like highly. Ta- it's expensive as fuck. I mean, you've been there. I'll tell you though, the people are nice. Like I was up there. I was in Vancouver. I was getting like a five-hour energy and a beer and something else. I mean, I'm in one store and I have to buy the beer, but they don't have the five-hour energy or the, the cigarettes because they can't sell beer. I don't remember specifics, what could be sold in what store, but I had to go to like three stores, to convenience stores. Like I was looking for, yeah. you know, a snack or something and you know, it was very bizarre and I ended up having a conversation with one of the guys at, at the beer store and he explained it to me. He's like, yeah, we can't, we can sell beer here and, and alcohol. And, and when you alcohol. say the beer store, you literally mean that's what it's called. <laughs> right, it's right. Called beer store. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing, though, is, is you know, we're, we're kind of ripping on maybe the laws up there. That I've never really run into a dick in Canada. It's just some weird laws that it's kind of effed up. Yeah, that's I just weird. thought it was really weird because when I, I was like in Toronto, it was like a Sunday. And like, it's like, you know, you're sitting in a hotel room and it's like. Let's just get a six pack, hang out here and get fucking just, or, well, we're going to need more of a six pack and we're going to get hammered. But, you know, let's go get some beer. And it's just like, you go to, like, you find, like, the, all the beer stores are closed. It's like, oh, there's a fucking gas station. Let's go in there. And it's just like, nope. There's no beer in there. He's like, and then the guys there, like, man, if you want some beer, man, you got to go to a bar on and Sunday. Buy it, yeah. It's like, go to a bar. Like, what? I like, I can't just go to the grocery store and get I do a beer. Like, that. Yeah, yeah. Go to Pennsylvania and you have to go to a beer store. Yeah. You go down state with, by state, it's different. Too. Right, right. I lived it. Yeah. I lived in North Carolina for a while. There are some kind of weird rule, and I think there's one even here in Ohio, where like on a Sunday, you can't buy wine before noon. You or can't 1 buy PM. anything alcohol before a certain time until like 
church shuts up. Well, well I, somewhere I lived or have been, you could dude. buy beer and you could buy liquor, but you couldn't buy wine. It was something specific like that somewhere, I think. I could be wrong. Well, you could buy wine because it's the body of Christ, but maybe you can buy it during body church hours because of all that. But nonetheless, to put that aside and keep it back to where the music aspect of it, you know, we had something similar here in Cleveland. A few years ago, they were trying to pass a fucking law that was saying that any establishment that had a, no- a noise louder than an acoustic guitar, if you're walking past the building from the outside, if you could hear any sound coming from there that they were going to be issued a ticket for violating the noise ordinance and it's just like what the fuck that's like all right well okay say that passes then let me ask you a very valid fucking question then does that mean that sunday morning when i'm fucking sleeping in am i going to be awoken to the sound of church bells because i'll tell you what if, if my music is going to be ticketed i want those goddamn church bells ticketed too because that shit's louder than fuck that i mean the whole goddamn town can hear that shit shit not just walking by you know and but they didn't pass it but it's just like more shit so i remember that yeah it was yeah it's just more like government shit it's like first off who the fuck passed this guy tries the fastest bill like like old fucking people like that are just pissed oh i saw a thing on tv or youtube where there was a probably youtube there was a lady that was trying to pass a law that anytime a guy shot his wad it had to be towards procreation it was gonna outlaw safe sex and condoms it was going to outlaw masturbation i guess already over here sodomy and butt sex or but it's like how, dude th- dude then explain to all these 13 year olds and you know prepubescent pubescent boys that have to rub on out because they're going to fucking explode otherwise that they're breaking the law and we're maybe getting way off subject totally off subject all out of the way church and state music. but Die. They're, they're they don't separate, separate shit, dude. No, there, there's your fucking, there's your con to America. <laughs> right. Separation from church and state does not exist, even though it's unconstitutional. Well, and, for and there it, it is right there. Exactly. And God, we trust in our fucking money. Anyone that's American, I just want to put this out there. Anyone that's American or has American money, flip over your dollar bills, cross out that son of a bitch in the sky's name off that fucking thing. Make a stand. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been doing it. It's been, you, it hasn't been working out, but no. it was fucking great. Believe what you believe, but it, I, I get my point when saying that stuff is, is just don't dump it on any, because I don't really give a shit what you believe. It's on the fucking money, dude. They're it, dumping it pretty it, hard yeah. on you. They, well, they are. Separation sure. of church and state, my right. ass. Well, the, the fucking state might have separated, but the guy damn country shirts all didn't so but it's just bullshit though that people just dude, I, I just hate them this is stupid what is the, that the, the going taxing to do? up in canada taxing up in canada that stupid thing i brought up in cleveland like what is that gonna solve nothing like, what the fuck it's gonna is piss that gonna more solve? people off because they're not gonna have their outlet yeah i mean it'll be right back to that metal murders thing like you're not gonna have your music i mean now no, i'm a regular hermit now i don't think i could have much of the say about like well fuck they're gonna take away the live music who cares? Like, it's not a fucking train passing your house rattling shit. Like, that's like something I'm like, hey, you know, we need to pass a law. You can't build fucking houses close to goddamn train stations because right. they're going to rattle your shit. Oh. It's just, it's just it's, if you don't like it, just keep walking. Like, oh, I don't oh, exactly. It. There's a place in Lakewood. Lakewood, Ohio. Outside Cleveland, suburb. It's, 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 a, it's a very cool beer place. I don't know if I should say it or the not. The Beer Engine. No, no, not oh. that one. The other one, it's down on Detroit Avenue. It's it's pretty new. They have an awesome selection of beers. You can get it to go in cans, bottles. I think they sell growlers. But every now and again, you go in there and it's like this club music. Nobody's dancing. Everybody's, and it's so frustrating. But it's like, you know what? I could sit there and get pissed. I just keep walking. Like you said, it's too loud. It's too shitty club music. 
I'm going to go to the next place. Yeah. And if, if you're in front of a place and you hear fucking punk music coming out or metal or death metal or thrash or, or, or whatever it is or, or some whiny guy on a guitar and you don't want to be there, you have a choice to fucking leave, go somewhere else. Yeah. Or just sit down and shut the fuck up and ignore it. See, if, now that's more along the lines of the Cleveland situation. Now that then this Canada thing that they're trying to right. pass and, well, essentially what the article is about is to boycott it. So if you're a, Can- a Canadian, by all means, look up things. Help yes. stop new government fees threatening music industry. Check that out. Maybe that'll give you something. The stupid thing is, though, again, like a lot of political shit, that thing that happened in Canada doesn't affect the real the bands that are making money, the bands that should be taxed and shit. It's affecting the small guy because right. why? And it's like, it, uh, people are fucking stupid, man. Just always attacking the small shit. Isn't that kind of what North America was based on? Was the small shit starting up? Yeah. The, the local business? What, we're going to give Walmart and Metallica more fucking money? Yeah. We don't want to see those. Bands. And yeah, I lump fucking Walmart and Metallica into the same sentence for anybody out there. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of the same thing. It's, it's, it's dumbed down shit. Yeah, corporate shit. Today, coming over here, I we had to get new headphones for whatever reason. <laughs> so I stop at Target, and Jesus Christ, t- talking to the people there. Nobody Jesus there, Christ was talking to the people he, there? He was. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Get in line, and you know, and there's like two fucking cashiers, and then there's the auto cashier, which I've got beer or whatever, and I, I maybe they don't have the auto cashier, but it's like, holy fucking shit. And then you hear on the radio, uh, you know, soft lines and whatever up to the cashiers because it's this giant fucking corporate mess. Then then I have to go over to Best Butt, whatever it's called, because <laughs> because of this and that. And then next thing you know, it's like you realize like when you go into the to the locally owned restaurant or bar and you sit down and the owner, uh, there's a place I'll plug it. It's in uh, Lakewood, Ohio, called Jamie Buggers. They have wing nights on Thursdays. Good food. Apparently, really good burgers. I'm, I'm not a not burger guy. Not far from Eddie's anymore. new house he hasn't moved right. into yet. Good beer selection, great service. The owner there, we've gotten to know him. His name's Tim from just going in there. Comes up to you, pats you on the shoulder, remembers, and it's like, fuck, that's what this shit's about. And that's what you said. Kind of this law and other things, it's, it kiboshes that sort of thing, that neighborhood kind of, hey, come in, have the small band at the small venue play a show where there's 50 people there and you and everybody there can talk to the band if they want to. Yeah. And you can buy them a beer and you make a connection and it's it's being kiboshed by rules and laws like this. I agree. How's and, that sandwich, by the way? Tuna. I love it.
like to welcome Para Carlson, the man, the myth, the flusher, to the show. <laughs> Thank you very much, brother. It's nice to be here. You know, I was thinking the other day while I was preparing for this, where this would probably be brought up. So where the origins of this even flusher thing even came from. And I couldn't really remember. The only thing I remembered was when we were in Finland going down to that basement because we decided we didn't want to yeah. sleep in the uh, stage area like everyone else. And uh, yeah. <laughs> we we couldn't find the the light switch, so Zach, the guitar player from Nunslar, goes around and unscrewing all, unscrewing all the light bulbs, and then we're all snuggled <laughs> up on that vinyl couch or whatever it was. <laughs> and then I yeah, think, exactly. <laughs> that was a, a lovely memory of a of a time <laughs> and a, a very awkward. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, we we were uh, laughing so hard, so it it, it became uh, a real problem to to fall asleep <laughs> yeah exactly aside from the fact it's that it's hours. like you know yeah. friggin sunny as hell like at 4 a.m too but we were down in the basement so i guess yeah i, I could I, but i couldn't pinpoint I, I don't remember what the hell the flusher thing was though <laughs> so it'll i guess nah, it'll remain I, an insight I, nah, I don't really remember either but uh, the thing is it was just one of those late nights you know half drunken you know stupid jokes that uh, was brought up and uh, all of a sudden it was like the, <laughs> the thing that everybody in the room got hooked up on so. <laughs> yeah so I guess it'll just remain an inside joke <laughs> yeah pretty much so but it's it's a good one <laughs> <laughs> So, man, you've been a very active drummer for numerous notable bands, Nominon, Die Hard, and probably the most well-known would be Destroyer 666. These are all just yeah. the current ones that I'm aware of and by no means come close to your past or probably even current involvements. Has drumming finally become your sole career? Yeah, well, pretty much so, yeah. But uh, I still work every now and then as a bus driver here at the local area where I live. Oh. Uh, uh, I have also been uh, pretty much drumming for Benediction from Birmingham, UK now for about one and a half year. Oh, really? Yeah, I've been doing plenty of festivals and a uh, few shows like in, in Greece and a couple of here and there, you know, around in Europe mostly. And uh, But now I was uh, playing with them in the U.S., just recently because we uh we did a tour together with ball thrower oh no um, shit yeah so we did uh the maryland and we did the um, chicago chaos in texas and uh, uh portland seattle los angeles i think well close to it it was called um pomona okay uh, well i think I, i'm missing out oakland oakland was the final one yeah oh, okay i was out of the country actually at the time so i don't feel so bad for missing it. otherwise i've been like oh fuck i didn't know you'd be on that tour <laughs> all right no yeah yeah well I, I that was like the first proper tour i did with uh benediction guys because before that i only did like i said the festivals and just flying in and flying out and not really like rehearsing together with the band or whatsoever i just dropped by and, and played the drums for them and then went home you know is that how you usually manage to do stuff that is abroad like that you know because i mean even destroyer 666 i don't even know where they're at these days but i thought they were in like the netherlands or something now aren't they uh well they used to be but uh now they're located in london so oh. uh the i mean the guitar player shrapnel or ian as we know him uh, he quit the band uh like last year all of a sudden Mercer's also the the old drummer sort of lost interest 
uh, to be uh, a member of the band. So uh, the band was more or less re- reduced to half and uh, had to find new members. And since I have been working with them on and off since uh, 2010 when I did the US tour, I was called and uh, all of a sudden I, I ended up playing with them again. And uh, since December, I'm a full-time member. Very cool. Yeah, it's all good. How do you go about getting involved with all these bands? Like, do you are you actively like advertising yourselves to you know be an involved drummer for hire, or they just kind of hear you? You know, you got obviously the ability to do so, and they they hit you up, or maybe a combination of both. Or? It's it's a very good question, to be honest. I mean, I'm not really good at doing much promotion of myself, mm-hmm. like personally. But uh, I would say that, um, especially f- for the Destroyer gig that was back in 2010, when they, they had a, a full U.S. tour to do, and then uh, more or less directly they were uh, supposed to go on a European tour for five weeks. So it was like 10 weeks that they were touring during 2010. And uh, the drummer, uh, Mercer, he was a little bit... Like, no, I, I can't be away from work that amount of time or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of a sudden they asked around for a drummer. And uh, my name was uh, sort of mentioned by a lot of people, uh, the primordial guys and uh, Eric from Vatain and Tori of Necromorbus Studio. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden I was in, in, in contact with uh, Ian and Keith and Matt of Destroyer. And, uh, well, it was between me and some other guy here in Sweden that I don't really know or uh, who it was. But uh, it was down to, to two uh, at the finals, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. So, uh, but but I was the, the one who said yes, like, 100% instantly without any whatsoever, you know, I was ready to do it. I, w- I went over to London and we rehearsed for three days and uh, then we just went to the US and and, uh, and was do- doing a full tour, which uh, was a really cool experience for me because I I have only been doing like van tours and stuff like that in the US and, uh, and this was a nightliner tour. So mm. it was much more, you know, uh, easier to do and uh, all the shows were pretty much you know good crowd and, yeah. and all that so <laughs> I, I can only imagine so there wasn't no instance where it was four days without a shower and then you finally show up to the location there's water on the floor and then electrical outlet and <laughs> <laughs> no no not on that tour no but pretty much on on the, the any other tours i've been doing in the in the on the ground it's been like that you know yeah you know you can get yeah. some pretty good uh opportunities and offers and stuff and you also did something with uh niflheim at one point yeah actually two points oh really <laughs> no but yeah the thing is uh i i met uh, eric tyrant back at the dissection tour in uh, 2004 and uh, he mentioned that they were looking for a drummer and uh, he wanted me to drop by and do some auditioning for them which I did in Gothenburg I, I think I went there like three times or whatever and uh, yeah we, we had a set going and uh, it was like I don't remember really but eight or ten songs that we rehearsed and and they even welcomed me to the band and they said that uh, yeah we got a show here coming up with the, the, the Czech Czech band uh, Root, uh, mm. which I was really like, wow, that's cool, man. But uh, at the same time, I was involved in uh, the band Ian Maternum here in Sweden. Okay. Uh, and we had a, a full European tour to do with Belfagor, 
at the same time. So uh, I said, I'm sorry, guys, I can't do it. But, uh, you know, they said, well, that's all right, because, well, we have this, we have this other drummer from Stockholm that uh, can do that show. But anyway, after that, it ended up with him joining the band. So they did uh, the album and everything with him instead. Uh, and I continued with Inno Turnham and uh, Nomenon at that point. But lately, uh, I was asked this year even to uh, tour with them again for a European tour together with Volcano. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, but as I said, uh, I was already a member now of um, Destroyer 666. And also I had a couple of shows with Benediction coming up. So... I was like, fuck, this is like the <laughs> second time I have to say no to Knee Flame, which is, I mean, it doesn't, ju- it just don't happen, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, fuck, you know, everything comes up at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So, so I was like, oh, fuck, no, I, I, sorry, guys, I can't do it, you know, but then the Hell Butcher, the, the singer, he, he was like uh, uh, calling me and sending me, sending me texts and all that, you know, I don't know how many times he was continuing with that for like a month or so, but at, at the end of the day, he realized that uh, I couldn't really do it, you know, but yeah. they really wanted me to, to be in the band. But unfortunately, you know, that shit happens and I, I couldn't do it. And um, instead, I pointed out another drummer that I know of uh, in the Stockholm area that I uh, find very, you know, good, that I also know that is into Niflheim so he pretty much knew all the songs already yeah they they hooked him up and uh, all of a sudden he's uh, now the the member of the band he's a new drummer so you know uh, everything turned out pretty good anyway because I I mean I feel good that I could uh, help give a friend sort of yeah help help a friend and also help uh, the band Niflheim because I've seen them now recently with, with the new lineup and mm-hmm. I have to say that it's so fucking good it's more like a unit now mm. uh, I mean I've seen them in the past as well but I, I never felt this like really glowing you know there's something going on you know when yeah. they are playing live and it's it's all good you know you know that's the thing I've noticed about a lot of Scandinavian musicians they've got a zillion things going on and at the same time, they play like a zillion instruments and not just, you know, half-assed very well. <laughs> Do you yeah, yourself? I know, I know what you mean, but, <laughs> but that not, that's not uh, the thing with me, though, because I only play drums and I don't even know how to fucking tune a guitar or you know, whatever, you know. So. <laughs> I'm a drummer. <laughs> so you just sit there and perfect your drumming craft. Yeah, well, I I, I have to do my best, you know. It, I I like to to be well prepared for everything that I do, but for some of the bands that I've been, you know, involved with and playing live with, it's they obviously don't have that same, you know, spirit going on or whatever. I mean, especially with Benediction before before I, I played the first show with them back in uh, October 2011 uh, we didn't even rehearse as a band uh, I was just I just flew down to, to Germany and had a set list of 15-16 songs in my head and and uh, all of a sudden, well, here's the intro going, boys. Now it's time to play, you know. And it's a fucking sold out show for about two and a half thousand people, you know. It's it's so fucking insane. But but I guess they they really have the uh, confidence and faith in me. So 
everything turned out so fucking good. So, well, of course I was surprised that it turned out so good that it did, but I'm not surprised that they asked me to do further shit with them since, you know, everything turned out pretty good. Yeah, I can only imagine, though, like, going down there having never practiced, and especially a show of that size. Like, you go down, you had to been, like, totally fucking nervous and shit. It's like, oh, fuck, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, and I, of course, I mean, I, I hadn't hard, I mean, hardly had any sleep at all for about two days, you know, be, mm-hmm. pr- prior to that show because of the adrena- adrenaline was so f- pumping all the time, and, yeah. and I was so much looking forward to it, you know? So. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely understandable. So in 2003 or so, you had suffered from a kidney failure. How exactly did that go yeah. about? Was it because of too much drinking or? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> uh, it was, I remember I was working uh, at the time already back then I was driving bus. So I, I just remember that I was feeling really bad and, I went to hospitals a couple of times to check what what was wrong, but they couldn't really tell me. You know, they they checked my heart and they checked my, you know, pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. The only thing that that they didn't do was to take a blood sample and check that everything was all right with with my kidneys, liver, you know, all the organs that okay, yeah. you have. But but then uh, you know after like what was it like a year later uh they finally did uh, take a blood sample and uh then they realized that oh shit your kidney uh, you know function is really low you have to be at the hospital this afternoon and i didn't know what was going on i was just feeling sick and tired and really ill all the time more or less I just uh, thought I was working too much and uh, I was more burnt out or whatever. So my my body was, you know, more or less uh, turning off or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that, that's how it felt. But then all of a sudden, here it is, you know, uh, black on white. Uh, this is the deal that your, your uh, kidney failure is really bad and, and the function of, of the kidneys are down to... A total of 12%. You Damn. Know? So I was like, I was more than half dead pretty much. Wow. They tried to do something with my diet and stuff like that, but it didn't really help. So I had to go through um, dialysis. I ended up doing that for, for about one and a half year. But the thing is that I had joined Normanon in, I think it was uh, September 2001. This happened to me like the first day the first day of uh, 2002. Uh, I was like so fucking, you know, bummed out and, and totally like, oh, fucking hell. When I finally join a, a good band again, you know, I I ended up dead. <laughs> <laughs> wow. More or less. So, yeah, it was, it was a really tough time. But then, you know, one and a half year, uh, I was doing dialysis and... Uh, they just called me from the hospital of uh, Gothenburg and uh, asked me to get my ass there as soon as possible because they had a donor that... I was just going to say, so you did have to end up getting a donor. Yeah, I got uh, a kidney from a deceased man. 
Okay. A male, you know, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it was like really weird because uh, all of a sudden uh, I I had to change my, I, I, I mean, I had more or less like practiced that uh, whole thing with the dialysis and then all of a sudden I was brought in this totally new area of life, uh, so to yeah. speak, because uh, uh, in, in just a couple of hours time I, I had to go through this surgery and I woke up the next day and I was like, I, uh, what the fuck is going on? You know, uh, was I supposed to get this kidney? And they were like, yeah, you, the, the operation is already done. So, oh, you know, uh, I, and I was like, okay, but uh, shouldn't I feel nausea and, you know, vomiting and stuff like that, like they usually do when they wake up after, uh, uh, you know, main surgery or stuff like that. And they were like, well, it's a little bit different with the kidney patients because uh, when you guys have uh, had uh, so much like poison, you know, stuff like that flowing through your body all mm -hmm. these years, and so the body got got more or less like used like to it. it's normal to <laughs> yeah used to it, you know, and so it doesn't really matter. And and that, from then on, you know, I I haven't had any that much problems, you know, or, or whatever, you know, all the medications and. I have to eat medications every day, even now. I mean, to to make the organ work and and to to make my body accept the new organs. Okay. But to me, it was like being born again, pretty much, because I went from not being able to really do proper touring and stuff like that, and and then um, I was just thrown in in the bunch of you know, the European metal scene pretty much. And and nowadays I'm playing more than ever. And I really feel good about the whole situation in my life. Yeah, that, that's fucking great to hear. Because that, that, yeah, that can... I mean, that can only go one of two ways, usually. It's just, you're going to be Yeah, fucking. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I mean, the, the other, you know, persons uh, and patients that uh, were at the same hospital and, and got other organ... And transplants at the same time as I did they more or less had the complications and had to change medications and all that but it never it never came to me it never happened to me I was like from day one it, it just worked you know mm -hmm. you know and speaking so, of yeah, Nominon like you mentioned uh, Nominon yeah. clearly has the age and reputation to, in my opinion to stand taller within the current Swedish scene yet you still release records on like smaller labels like has the opportunity not come yeah. about from a bigger label or perhaps I just underestimated the size and push of the labels that you have been involved with well I don't really know what to answer on that one because I mean I, I'm very surprised myself that uh, Nominon is well are still struggling you know with uh, lot of uh, shit, uh, especially, I mean, we have, uh, we are on Def Gasm Records in Atlanta, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. I mean, they, they are, <clears throat> why we have choose to continue working with them is because we are pretty much on the same level. They are doing everything they can to support us as a band, and we, we like the, the collaboration between us. You know, and they treated us fair and, and et cetera. And we are the main band on the label. I mean, if we were signing to any other labels or uh, let's say like Eric or Century Media or whatever, 
we would just be a fucking piss in the ocean. You know, yeah, we wouldn't mean that much to them. Right, so. right. Yeah, they kind of like just piss on you. Rather, or it's like you just might as well accept what it is and find it within that means to be treated. Yeah, no, like you should. Yeah, not 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 many labels, especially here in Europe, know knows how to deal with the underground these days. So it's really hard. And the thing is, for, for us, our strength is that we like what we are doing. You know, when we get together and we, when we work on new material or you know, doing some business-related uh, shit. We we really do enjoy ourselves and have a good time together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what, what keeps us pretty much together. Because, uh, let's put it this way, if we only been doing it because we want famous, become famous, and we want to play like this and that, live shows and festivals or whatsoever, you know, it would it wouldn't, we wouldn't be here today because that's just not how it is in, in real life. Yeah, that's what starts the process of even making being in a band and stuff. And I and I think it's definitely respectful to be realistic with yourself and just enjoy what you're doing, yeah. you know. And and success will come if it will come, you know. And and it's not like and it's not to say that the band isn't successful and you know unknown or something. But I just yeah, I always uh, kind of found it kind of surprising because you know as, as a as a veteran musician, do you sometimes get like kind of aggravated seeing that these like new bands they gain a lot of exposure pretty much for just ripping off classic bands and styles and and it's definitely something yeah. that i think dominates in swedish death metal like does that ever like aggravate you at all seeing that i i, I know exactly what you mean <laughs> really but the thing is uh i don't really care about it because i mean um i know for for a band like uh i mean the, i i think they are uh, american band like black breath right uh, okay. Yeah. 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 I think I, they might they, be. They yeah. Are, but I know who you're talking about. They, yeah. I mean, they they are. I I know people say that. Yeah. They just you know rip off the early and tomb stuff, and that's it. I haven't really been listening to them, and uh, I don't know if they are doing it or whatever. But the thing is, I I just don't like. Uh, I saw I saw them live, and sure, there there's some energy in it, but. Uh, I, it's it's not really for me, you know. I, I'm looking for something else. So I mean, it's good that there is some some bands get popular, and all these like new bands here in Sweden that pop pop up. And even though contains some very like old school people, uh, like like myself, you know, yeah. for, from old bands, you know, from from really old bands like Edge of Sanity, Gamma Color, and you know stuff like that. But. Yeah. It's uh, it's cool to see new bands popping up, but it's uh, a, a little bit ashamed that uh, that um, not really thinking not, outside the box. Not you know not, yeah they they are not really like pushing it forward. Mm-hmm. They're pushing it backward. They're just trying to live it again, sort of. You know what what happened in eighty eight till ninety two or whatever. They are trying to do that now. You know, yeah. and, and that's something that I find a little bit annoying. I, I can understand that young, really young bands pop up and do, you know, try to really more or less copy the old stuff. That that I can understand because, I mean, I've been young myself and sometimes it's just, you know, they, they don't really get it uh, that they have to do something more original to become successful in that sense. Of course. You know, but the old people like myself for example you know if we also do that that's kind of scary in a way 
I mean, we should know better. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. That's a very good yeah. point. You know, it's it's something we talked about on the show before, and, and I'm kind of curious to ask someone who was clearly there for the time. What is your take on uh, Canada's slaughter being the uncredited band who created what became Sweden's buzzsaw guitar tone that is commonly heard in Swedish death metal? Mm, yeah, in a way, uh, that might be true. But uh, the thing is... Uh, the Swedish scene back in the the very late eighties um, was just a couple of guys, really. It was it wasn't like, of course, there was uh, plenty of of people involved in the underground, but when it comes down to the people who who was really like making a bus, like nihilist carnage, you know, dismember, and and even grave stuff like that you know mm-hmm. it's it's just a couple of guys really you know it's it's not like it's uh like, like uh many or many many bands yeah. or musicians it it was just a couple of guys and and some of them was really like even playing together you know in other bands that's what so i was gonna say <laughs> just, maybe they they tried to to copy like uh bands like slaughter and master and you know stuff like that death strike and early morbid angel or whatever but it's it's really hard to to say what was the or if they just did it on purpose or if they try, really tried to find something new in it but uh, i under, i understand what you mean when you, when you say like this slaughter thing and this early guitar sound and all that i don't really know the 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 answer to it yeah i also kind of humored the idea that it could be coincidence i mean at that time it wasn't like we maybe a lot of maybe younger people think that within the confines of today's modern age that how easy it is to find out about music so you know you're talking about Hmm. what eight when was slaughter like 85 maybe a little bit later i mean you're talking about that Hmm. was were they even widely known in sweden at that time you know they might have never even heard of coincidence no they they no they were never heard uh, i mean uh, i i cannot really answer like 100 percent sure but slaughter was wasn't really one of the like first bands that we heard of right uh, over here uh, i would say that uh, even you know death strike and master and stuff like that was some of the first uh, bands that we heard of you know mm-hmm. but uh, we, we had Bathory already but they wasn't really like famous like that they were still very much underground even yeah. though they were albums and stuff like that but it, it was really independent now you at one point were involved outside of you know playing metal you had your own zine and label uh, I believe you had stopped both of those or are they still going I lost the interest in in doing uh, I had a record store and, and mail order and magazine and I, I have had tons of magazines and fanzines <laughs> during the years you know I started uh, when I think I was 15 or 16 uh, I, I even did uh, uh, like a shitty <laughs> sign when I was uh, 12 years old, but that was just, you know, taking pictures of others, other magazines and, you know, and then write some some uh, meanings and words myself about the, the bands and blah, 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 you know, just because I felt that I, I was do something you know but it wasn't meant to to be sold or you know uh, stuff like that but it was just for me and myself and mm-hmm. and my my interest for 
the hard rock and heavy metal music. You know, it seems like there's there's like a, a rising popularity in in printing like old zines and compiling them together and like putting out books and stuff. Would you ever consider mm-hmm. doing something like that? Well, I've been thinking about it, of course, but right now I am I'm in the middle of everything, so. I, I don't I don't have the time to do it right now or I don't have the energy and I I find it a little bit you know maybe later and also I have this like we have a Swedish thing that we shouldn't be too proud of ourselves because then we become like fucking arrogant pricks or whatever you know mm-hmm. like <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know I, I'm just trying to work hard here and now what's in it for tomorrow I don't know but Maybe there would be something, but right now I don't really think about it. Yeah, and I could see where one would find it to be like, well, why would I? I mean, it's just kind of. I mean, it's. It, yeah. I could see. I could see the interest to read it because it is kind of cool. Like if there's a band or something that's larger than life now, when you see them when they were, you know, to read something when they were small. But it is almost right. kind of like, well, we we kind of know. Like this is watching a movie that you know the ending to almost. Like I, I just, it's kind of pointless. Yeah. <laughs> but I could yeah, see. You yeah, know, in a way it is. Yeah. Through the grapevine, I had heard that something about there being a DVD about the history of Namanon. Is that uh, true? Or? We, we started working on, on uh, that project. It was uh, early this year, uh, but it ended up with uh, pretty much just me working on it. <laughs> I knew that I, I was going to be busy this summer, and I had already shitloads on my <laughs> agenda, so to speak. Yeah. So uh, I... I uh, sorry, guys, you know... It won't happen. Even though I mean, we had uh, we had uh, people that would putting together all the clips and stuff like that. Yeah, I couldn't feel the fire to do it, and uh, so we we just come to the conclusion that oh fuck that DVD. You know, we are doing this uh, 20 year anniversary CD instead, and uh, it's a it's a little bit of a collection. You know, songs from the demo days up to the early albums and. And then now up to till today. Oh, very cool. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be out, I think, in October on Gas. We're more or less finishing everything, well, putting in the finals to it right now. I think it's like 13, 14 songs. And hopefully we can include uh, Horse of Flies from a video that uh, our old singer Daniel did you know speaking of old, like old stuff and, and stuff that might be in the vault you know you've stated that Tommy Lee of Motley Crue is one of your favorite drummers and a big influence uh, do you perhaps yeah. have like why how, why haven't you not done a band that's more along the lines of Motley Crue or perhaps you, you have and it's just in the vault no it's, it's not really the thing is uh, I, I've been asked that before I mean, it's one thing to have an influenced or inspirational side of things, but it's uh, completely different when you are working together as a band. Because, I mean, in a band, you are often like four or five individuals doing something together. And we have been fooling around playing some, you know, Motley and uh, Aussie songs at the rehearsal and stuff like that. But it just doesn't make sense if we would sound like that. Right. It's like, yeah, I don't know how to to really describe it, but I I feel more energy in playing like the proper metal, let's say uh, at least thrash death, up to even a certain 
like mixture of black metal. But when it comes to like the early Motley Crue stuff, that's all right, you know. But uh, I, I don't really fancy playing it. Yeah, I, and I, I totally understand exactly what you're saying. And actually, reverting back to that, you know, when we we're commenting about newer bands and stuff, copying all that, that that would be something that the you know kind of answer that question is like they don't listen yeah. to something that's totally unrelated and learn from it and, and incorporate yeah. that into their own craft and make it a little more diverse right. or you know interesting sounding yeah. because it has that outside influence that is something entirely different yeah exactly for for me it's always been drummers like uh tommy lee and and even cozy powell you know the, the old school like hard rock drummer drummers that I really like that shit, you know, and and I like their performances uh, towards playing the drums, and they hit really hard and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where I come from. When I see drummers today in the into metal or death metal or whatever, it's like, what the fuck is going on? You know, I, I can't <laughs> really relate to that all the time because they have a style that that says nothing to me i find it uh, a bit weak uh, yeah. to be honest i mean uh, why why don't they just play the drums instead of you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks like they are just uh, studying and reading a book or whatever you know
dude, what happened? It's kind of ironic that our uh, little bit there kind of already addresses a certain individual that is going to be Fred addressed. Uh, yeah. Fred Durst, what happened? <laughs> Whoa, start uh, from, go. from start to finish. You were already fucked. But Mr. Chris Barnes, we're not going to address the band individually. We're just going to address Mr. Chris Barnes because the last episode we were listening to Six Feet Under doing wonderful ACDC covers, covers of ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> dude you love that i, I think do. it's funny i think I you absolutely dude, i i love it i want to own every single cover album of six feet under but, but we're getting ahead of ourselves because chris barnes is a, a death metal veteran a fucking death metal veteran icon uh, from back then uh, yes he he was the most extreme he make he invented <laughs> extremity he invented the cookie monster but he didn't always have the Cookie Monster, and I know that Chris Barnes was doing stuff before Cannibal Corpse. I'm not going to go there, Mr. Cult Guy. We're just going to go with Cannibal Corpse, eating back to life, born in a casket. He started off. Almost very in the vein of much Florida like kind of like David Vincent almost saying on uh, Altars of Madness in a way. Right, Chris Barnes on here is not so much the uh, low guttural vocals that they became, but you know, nonetheless, an extremity nonetheless, and uh, a a co-lyric writer or a dominant lyric writer. I'm not uh, entirely sure, but you know, brutality was being displayed. And so they moved on to their next record, Butchered at Birth, with a rancid amputation. And the album covers it. Of course, I mean, there's such extremity and enough to be banned from a whole fucking country of Germany. They moved on to their third album, Butchered at the Tomb of the Mutilated. And of course, there is, uh, we're not going to play Hammer Smash Face, but, you know, of course, such extremities as I Come Blood. This is where it really was pronounced. I mean, how do you, you know, writing lyrics such as I pissed in her maggot-filled maggot-filled asshole. You know, shit like that. Of course, it's all extremities. And so, moving on to their fourth album, The Bleeding with Fucked with a Knife. Mr. Barnes showed us a little bit of a different vocal range with giving some of us, has given us the high shrieks, more or less. Vocals still on the extreme side, maybe not as extreme as they were on Tomb of the Mutilated, but then Mr. Barnes was let loose 
And then things got a little bit different when he started six feet under. Now, I liked it six feet under. I liked the, the start Absolutely. of it. You know, I mean, so we had human targets. He's already losing the He's already guttural, losing And it's getting more throat toll Which Is he trying to do something different Or is it because I don't know We were See that's where we wonder And then Maybe too and much And I have to cost, first Make know. an assessment That If you are posting videos On YouTube Of songs And your Fucking music sounds As bad as that Then you need to be Slapped in the face Because You're a fucking idiot Because you don't have to Compress YouTube videos To sound like that Just saying Anyway, moving along. So, yes, Eddie posed a very good question. Was Mr. Barnes trying something new? I'm not too sure. So I skipped the EP, and we consulted Warpath with War is Coming to see maybe if it took twice for Mr. Barnes to get to where he was really trying to express himself. And, you know... With Haunted, the vocals, the lyrics weren't exactly as extreme. So here is Six Feet Under with War is Coming off of their second record, Warpath. Definitely concentrating on the hooks and apparently trying something new. Mr. Barnes is definitely throwing us a fucking curveball. Where can we finally say what exactly are they trying to do here? Reaper, what the fuck are you trying to prove? Well, I'll That's tell you. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, it's not awful. Not it yet. isn't awful. How do you know it's going to get awful? I don't know. But it's, it's definitely more throaty than guttural. But again, is it age? Is it something else going on in his life that he's unable to because he, I don't know, did something <laughs> that ruined his voice? Maybe. I wonder. I don't know. But as their, what is this, third record, Six Feet Under record, we saw a more uh, Bob Marley-looking Mr. Barnes, and it apparently... Did he have his gauge, gauge earrings by this point in I'm time? I'm not too sure about that. Don't spoil the fun. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Barnes was sporting some massive dreadlocks, though, and uh, we thought it was just a white Bob Marley, but we ta- jammed the tunes, and this is what we came up with, another assessment of perhaps... Are we trying to change things, Mr. Barnes, or simply did something bad happen? I'm not sure. Are you pumped, Daddy? Are you fucking pumped, motherfuckers? Are you pumped? With some maximum yeah. fucking violence, yo! You ready, motherfucker? Because Chris Barnes in the house! Let's go! 
Mr. Barnes was listening to too much rap. Because <laughs> that sounds like a fucking rap song to me. What about you, Eddie? Uh, it's, it's not quite rap, but it's not as cool as... It is very chugga-lugga and very, like, bum ba bum ba bum bum You know what I mean? If we weren't going to be swayed yet, why didn't we just throw a little bit of a I'm not curve. saying I'm going to go buy that record because <laughs> I didn't. Six Feet Under then started to get themselves known for doing what I like to refer to as awesome covers. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, now that I'm looking at this fucking playlist, I have to hear Six Feet Under cover Angel Witches Confused. And so here we go off their Graveyard Classics. Here is Mr. Barnes and the gang covering a classic, a Graveyard Classic, Confused. And let's see what happened to Mr. Barnes, if anything. <laughs> Wow. I was uh, confused too. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> Mr. Barnes, what are you doing? That wasn't a graveyard classic. That was just simply crap. I, but, but you know, but that's the thing. Like when when you're covering Angel Witch. Don't do it. Ooh. Right. And, and and just don't do it because no one's gonna be able to cover Angel Witch. Yeah. It's t- too unique you can't do it so i'm moving along i mean all right it's a cover album mr barnes maybe wasn't having his best day maybe wasn't feeling the cover or something i don't know so all right let's see what the next album that i which has just an incredibly awesome gesture looking (laughs) fucking cover bringer of blood and here's the track looks like a guy that's oddly enough looks like a guy on meth here's <laughs> on the next Breaking Bad, Adam <laughs> Alan West. Was he on that one? Yeah, I, I, I so. think. I don't know. Maybe that's what happened. Alan West got, got busted from he got busted for meth and stopped making bad He's got a droopy either. <laughs> he got he got busted for meth and then Chris he wasn't telling he wasn't there to tell Chris Barnes like, hey dude, your vocals sound really bad and you need to step it up a little bit and then Hey dude, what the fuck? Exactly. So here's America the Brutal off of their great album Bringer of Blood. Oh yeah, you gotta love the vibrato. Hey dude, nice shot.
in the world. Like, is this? I mean, yeah. I mean, I've lost track when this stuff's coming out because this is totally like new metal influenced and I don't know what it is. Something's going on. You know what, man? I mean, you just wonder: is he under the influence of something too much? Not enough. You wonder. And then after that, they did another Graveyard Classics. Now, I'm fucking just boggled how the fuck this got an average percentage rate of 10% as a review. Because I thought that a, a Six Feet Under cover in ACDC was simply brilliant. <laughs> Dude, we have to totally hear. come in your pants every time you hear this. Too. Dude, you would too. You just haven't heard I the heard whole it. album. You haven't heard the whole album, though. <laughs> I can't. I don't know if I. Can what song do you want to hear? I think you need to hear. You shook me all night long. I've I already heard that one. Let's hear. You have uh, you heard that? And you show me all. Shake a leg, have a drink on me, sip more than a ladder like not hits. Yes, dude. No, no. Let me put my love into you. Giving the dog a bone. <laughs> Giving the dog a bone. <laughs> dude, Hell's Bells is actually pretty goddamn funny. Hell's Bells. Dude, no, we need to listen to Back in Black because that is kind of the direction that Six Feet Under was going, a little more rappy because that song is kind of like, Back in Black! You don't motherfucker hit the sack! I spit the motherfuckers in the back! Dude, I've never heard Back in Black and thought rap. I kind of did always, actually, even with uh, Brian Johnson. I was like, this really? Little, yeah, it's a little groovy for ACDC. You thought so? It's it's, it's kind of groovy, dude. <laughs> but I, it's, I, I guess just because it's so rock and roll with the good. I mean, um, no, I mean, dude, it's not on. fucking back in black. I hit the sack. Looks I like a lady no, who walked never this way. Back. It's got nine knives, cat side, abusing every woman in the power plant. I got, you know, I mean, just put your fucking hands sideways, put your sideways cap on, man. That'd be pretty rapid. I guess because they were like a bunch of like just normal nerdy. Oh, Australian I, I dudes, maybe. I never thought of it. Now you're going to listen to it, and you're going to And I'm probably going to hate the fucking song now. Thanks, Reaper. Dick. Dude, it's the worst song on the album. Let's yeah, just it is. It. Yeah, there's so many posts, so much better. But Mr. Barnes is in Dude, Hell's so- Bells is fucking great, too. Yeah, it's great. It's overplayed, though. God damn, man. I'm fucking tired of hearing it. That's why I was like, play one of the later. Dude, we got to hear Have a Drink on Me, actually. Have a Drink on Me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's actually better than Chris Barnes. Balls like back in black is like a, a, a great sound of record. It's like, very aggressive. Like shit, it's like really poppy. Like listen, like the, the, the listen to the snare. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Reaper's face right now. <laughs> I can't <laughs> So turn me for a drink, boys We're gonna make a big noise yeah, there's something about playing these riffs that like distorted of a guitar and over gains. It's Fuck like the guitar. I'm just saying these vocals and, and the drum. Yeah, you're right. There's no, yeah, it's just. All right. like, it's just so fucking fun. Dude, <laughs> 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 
Dude, I honestly, I've listened to this record front to back, and it never gets old because it's so fucking stupid. It's so ridiculous. It's, dude, I, I just, I, I, I honestly, I would give pretty much everything to be the guy that was sitting down in that six feet under meeting, like where Chris is like, you know, Alan West walks in. He's like, man, the meth business is not doing that good. We got to write. <laughs> it's we it's not that popular yet. <laughs> We're going to wait for some TV show. Yeah, we got <laughs> Can we make blue math, you think? <laughs> we gotta make a TV show about math first. breaking into my house. <laughs> we gotta make a TV show about math first before it's gonna be good. Yo. But, so what we need to do, so we need to write another fucking death note record, and that's when, like, Chris Barnes, like, gets, out, gets up, he's like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been smoking too. I can't even do it right now. My voice I'm is shot right, right now. now. We need to fucking cover ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I can't do it right now. My voice That's is too shot. fucking funny, dude. I mean, it, it, that is that is the dumbest thing that ever. I, honestly, that is one of the dumbest things that metal has ever done. If you're gonna even stick this under metal, but it is metal. But it's, it's metal. But so the six feet under moved on after Alan West talks. Chris Barnes out of doing another cover album and said, hey, we need to make some money because the meth business isn't paying off too well. They moved on to another album called 13. So this is Shadow of the Reaper, and it's not a cover, or it's not paying off. I think it's dedicated to you, isn't it? Oh, maybe it is. Oh, I hope so, dude. I would be so flattered if... Here we go. Shadow of the Reaper. Here we go. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're pulling up the Graveyard Classics. What was that, three? I'm skipping ahead. I'm bored. Like We get it. That sucked. Um, so, what, dude, Graveyard Classics, three, as if two cover albums weren't enough. If no one, if no one, as Don of the Dead said, when we were doing, like, what the fuck for Sodom or something, where he's like, you know, Tom Angel Ripper has no friends because a friend would have pulled him off to the side and said, that's a really bad idea. Chris Barnes has no fucking friends because no one, by two cover albums, dude, a fucking full on back in black cover album no one not even his mom dad closest friend do you know why that happens do you know why i interrupted you no why because he did not have a dangerous meeting i dude and that's the thing is like so we skipped ahead and i saw graveyard classics three and now i figured i honestly i thought that we're gonna have to go buy this record after you did ACDC's Back in Black in its entirety and your awful Chris Barnes growl, what could you go from there that would be just as funny? And I think that a dangerous meeting is gotta be way funnier. So we have to hear from Graveyard Classics 3, Mr. Barnes. Did something happen? What happened? That. 
it here, Eddie. After hearing those riffs, originally, you know, with that 80s guitar tone and hearing it all, you know, over distorted and gained and compressed like that. Like, that, there's nothing wrong with that guitar tone, but with those riffs, that just. And then the vocals. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Like, were, were there vocals? I just. I was like, I, I, I know the lyrics to the song. And all I heard like was, a, I just heard a fart. I mean, that's what it was just, just like. You heard a fluff? Yeah, it was just like. Like, it's. I mean, it was just so awful. I mean, finally, someone did get through to Chris Barnes and said, dude, you need to at least lower your vocals in the mix because they're fucking awful. Honestly, I really want to listen. I, I want to own these records. We got to hear Fred Enza's sanity. See, that's what I'm talking about. You're laughing, laughing at me like, look at Reaper laughing at this thing. It, it, it gets you intrigued because you're just oh, like, totally. that's so fucking dude, awful. This is my meth right here. I'm telling you, dude, that is your yes. You just have to hear him. You know what? You can do that in your own time. It's <laughs> we need to we need to wrap up what happened to Mr. Barnes. All right. <laughs> so here's Mr. Barnes on their latest album, Under Frozen at the Moments, from the album Undead. <laughs> Here we go, motherfuckers. You ready to fuck shit up? Huh? What was going on there? That was really bad. It was... Probably better than some of the other stuff we've heard. Dude, do. six feet under. Stick the covers. <laughs> These are those are funny. <laughs> or I gotta say, first record. So honestly, after review, Mister Barnes, did Alan West like slip you some fucking serious meth? Probably. Cause what happened, brah? Brah. <laughs> Dude, those covers are brilliant. It's it's fantastic. That is the finest. Dude, music. I, I get it. when I get home, I'm gonna go. Listen so I'm to telling you, you laugh at me it. like you know Reapers really like and like because they're fucking. Because I'm a closet. It's like you know when you're on YouTube and you keep like googling shark attacks or snake bites, spider bites. Kids being hit by a lawnmower. You just want to see that shit. So this has been Hellcast. I'm Reaper, and I'm interrupting Eddie again. So finally, well, guy, go fuck yourself. Why don't you send me an email at Hellcast at Hellsheadbangers dot com? My email is much cooler. Eddie with an I E. Eddie Satan at Hellsheadbangers dot com. We'll talk to you next time. Why don't you do another cover album, Six Feet Under, and go fuck yourself. <laughs>
This is Lost from Hooded Menace, and you've been listening to Hellcast, brought to you by HellsHeadBangers.com. Reminding you, when you need metal, go to hell!